Welcome to Wine and Real Estate, the podcast where we drink wine, we have fun, and we learn about real estate investing. Real estate investing is so much more than just buying buildings. It's about building relationships, building your dreams, building your dream lifestyle, customizing your life. What do you want to do? What do you want to achieve? It's much more than money. It's more than getting rich. It's a different type of wealth. It's the wealth of time, the wealth of freedom. And now let's get to the wine and the real estate. Let's start this episode with some financing tips from our go-to mortgage broker, Streetwise Mortgages. Over to you, Dahlia. Hi, I'm Dahlia, founder of Streetwise Mortgages. In today's episode, I will continue to share with you how to align financing with your chosen investment strategy. Today's strategy is garden suites or laneway houses construction and refinances. Building a garden suite is a strategy that has gained a lot of popularity over the past few years in some cities that want to encourage densification. With permits, you can build a legal, standalone, self-contained unit on the lot. The two common challenges investors face when utilizing the strategy from a financing standpoint are where the construction funds will come from and will they be able to refinance after the project is complete at the higher expected value. Allow me to give you some tips on how to tackle these issues. Let's start first with construction. If you have drawings, a budget, permits, and timelines at hand, one option to fund the construction is through construction financing interest-only loans. The lender would want to see an as-complete appraisal of the project to confirm the value on exit. We can then work backwards from that and set up a construction loan up to 75% or 80% of the construction costs. Some lenders may be willing to go higher if the project is strong. You still have to kickstart the project with your own funds before the lender advances the construction funds to you in the forms of draws. Construction financing is not cheap. On a rental property, it often starts at rates around 8% and comes with both lender and broker fees. A cheaper option would be to utilize any secured line of credits that you have. Having said that, I am not a big fan of tying a large chunk of equity onto one property for a long time period. You may be able to use some of your secured line of credit money in combination with construction financing. Having a large balance of secured line of credits can adversely impact your borrowing power depending on your current financial situation. With respect to refinancing after the project is done, here are some things, some things that are really important for you to watch for. Not all lenders will recognize the value and rents from a garden suite or the laneway house, even if that unit is legal. Therefore, we must plan your exit before we enter the deal. And here is how. Number one, seek your broker's guidance in understanding which lender the deal will qualify for at the time of refinance and completion. Number two, we need to order an appraisal with an appraiser who is on that lender's approved list to confirm what the project is worth at the time of completion. 
You can't just order any appraisal. Number three, the broker needs to confirm that the lender that the deal will qualify with will take the value and rents into consideration at the time of completion. B lenders, for, ex for example, don't consider these values. If you're buying a property that you will construct a garden suite on, take a variable rate and not a fixed rate mortgage. This way you can keep your options open at the time of a refinance. If you're considering building a garden suite or a laneway house on a current property, or you're looking to exit a completed project, our team at Streetwise Mortgages would be happy to assist you and will guide you through the process so you can avoid the common financing mistakes associated with this strategy in particular. Contact us at info at streetwisemortgages.com. Cheers to your success. Hello, everyone. So welcome to Wine and Real Estate. And I'm excited tonight. We're bringing you a different topic. So we have some great guests, Mark and Dave from Honey Tree. But we're talking about hotels and different models. So we often talk about residential, multifamily, and Jennifer's getting a little bored. So I thought I'd shake things up <laughs> and bring some uh, motel, hotel conversions. Uh, so welcome, guys. If you could introduce yourselves and um, maybe have a sip of, I guess you're drinking milk, but we're drinking... Uh, uh, Shiraz. Shiraz. So anyway, and Dave is not drinking. So I'm not drinking anything. I'm no longer fun like you guys. Oh, <laughs> okay. yes. What did you put in your milk, Mark? <laughs> uh, I just it regular rather than chocolate tonight. Oh, there you go. Actually, people from Rain used to know me as the guy who would just bring a, a carton of chocolate milk to the meetings. Oh, are oh, wow. kidding? Yep. It's uh, your so trademark. Hi, I'm Mark. Uh, I'm with uh, Honey Tree Grow, and uh, Dave, who will introduce himself later, is a partner on that. And uh, we are currently buying boutique hotels. Nice. Oh. And where? It looks interesting for those tuning in i'll have to describe it so dave is in a room with some nice exposed brick walls which we love you didn't get uh, a chance to introduce no, him yeah, himself, let's, though. Okay. You're, you're just jumping right on them there i'm too excited <laughs> to wine yeah nice to meet you guys uh my name is david atwell i'm the co-founder of honey tree grow uh like mark said we started buying hotels just at the beginning of the pandemic there uh, this was an asset that we were looking at very closely since 2018, but you know what? It was so difficult to find good deals. There's such great businesses to own and hold. And so we were becoming really frustrated, but uh, lo and behold, once the pandemic happened, these deals were popping up all over and we were just ready I'm for sure. them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we, we became really keen on Quebec. Quebec actually has this, uh, a licensing program called the CITQ. That means you have to have a license in order to operate as a hotel. And this okay. is great for us because it really uh, gives you a license to enter the market. Without it, you can't even be on the Airbnb platform. And so this is the asset that we've been targeting very closely for the past four years. And then just during the pandemic, we've been quite uh, acquiring quite aggressively. Uh, we've partnered with AddyInvest.com, who's invested in two of our deals. And uh, it's a really exciting project that we're working on. Mm, that's really exciting. And, and I think it's it's so it's such a smart move right now because the residential market was so hard kind to get saturated. In, into saturated even multifamily so tell us a little bit about addy you said you're you're kind of having um investors i think invest with addy so i don't know who yeah, wants to answer yeah. but <laughs> sure um yeah so i mean addy invest is uh probably the best way to describe it as real estate crowdfunding they are 
Canadian company and one of the one of the few in Canada to do it, and they do it very very well. And what they do is they 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 acquire large chunks in issuers like ourselves, and then they turn around and chop it up into increments of one dollar to allow anybody in Canada to invest for as little as one dollar. So it, their their whole goal is really to democratize real estate so that anybody, regardless of their income level, can invest in in properties. Uh, I mean, without without that invest, you're you're normally having to be an accredited investor to invest in. Well, to invest in our projects, you'd have to be an accredited investor. But Addy allows allows that to be divided up and uh, to allow everybody to participate. Oh, that's really interesting. So, would would somebody who's investing in an Addy invest get like a like a return, like a money partner? Is that kind of how it works? Or yeah, yeah, exactly. So we have one partner, and that's Addy. Okay. And then Addy turns around and they create an OM around their investment and then they sell, well not sell, but then they issue the units in that OM to all their investors. But Addy just essentially works as a flow through. So the return that our accredited investors receive is the same return that all the Addy investors receive proportionately. Okay. Nice. That's so 2022. <laughs> yes, very smart. And continuing with this trend, like you guys are, I think, looking at extended stay hotels. So not just yeah. a basic hotel of one night right. here and there, because there's tons of turnover, housekeeping and stuff. Uh, I think you're looking into that. So if you could tell us more. Yeah, what the, what exactly is the model that you're, you're doing? Because I think it's really different from just like an actual like hotel. Yes. Yeah, that's right. It takes a very specific uh, layout and, and asset to, to function as an extended stay. The concept is that it looks and feels like multifamily, but it's licensed to operate as a hotel. And that's something that our hotel guests love. And it's also something that our lenders love because it, it for them, it lo lowers their risk. Every oh, unit yeah. has a private kitchen and has a private bathroom. But for you as a traveler, I mean, it's life is incredibly expensive. Owning a home is expensive. How do you travel affordably? And, and one of the important things of that is how do you feed yourself and, and having kitchens inside of your suites? Well, now you don't need to eat out at a restaurant three times a day. You can actually prepare your own meals. You can travel for longer. You can stay for longer and you can even work remotely. We're in the era of the digital nomads. Uh, people have left their offices and traveling all over the world. And so mm -hmm. we design our suites to allow for guests to stay for an extended stay. They can be weeks, months, or one, uh, two to three nights whatever they like, but it's furnished to allow for that. No, I love it. And being digital nomads, we experienced that a few weeks ago. Yeah. We were working from a library and stuff wasn't so great, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's great yeah. though, right? You can work from anywhere in the world. That's <laughs> it. We were like having meetings and then the, yeah. the internet was too bad in our Airbnb, unfortunately. So we ended up in the library. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta have great internet. Yeah. That, that's one of the things we make sure our, our properties have is, is top-notch internet. Yeah, and I think that that's so um, interesting because I think that like when we travel, we're always staying in Airbnbs for the, that reason. We always want to have a kitchen um, mm, for our milk. <laughs> well, <laughs> not for our milk, but uh, for the you know, wine. I think that it's wine, good that yeah. people are, are more health conscious. They're thinking about you know not eating out in restaurants yeah. and also like budget wise. I mean, it could get expensive eating out in restaurants. And sometimes you're just not even satisfied with what you had. No, that's it. Yeah. And different countries too. So when we're in different places, you control what you eat and things. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I like to move around a lot. I'm kind of noisy. So it's good to have more space. 
<laughs> well, especially when you have a fixed income, you'd rather spend your money on flights and hotels yes. rather than paying, you know, for restaurants and stuff like that. So that, that's one of the ways uh, that we add value to that. Mm-hmm. Another that- thing is also with COVID, like, uh, yeah, you know, it seems as though the COVID is less of a concern for people as it was a year ago, but you may not want to be intermingling with people where you can get sick. And so that's having it. your private accommodations is also very on trend with COVID. Yes, I definitely would not be sharing a bathroom with people I don't know. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, well, even with the contactless check-in. So there is yeah. no front desk. Yeah. There is no, you don't have to wait in line to, to get the key to your room. Everything will be done through a phone. Yeah, that's so cool. So Dave, I mean, everyone who's listening will be hearing you're, you're kind of echoey right now because you're actually in one of the hotel rooms. Oh, that's right. Tell, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the this project that you're actually, you guys are doing right now. Are you gutting it? It doesn't look like there's much left there. So <laughs> what's going <Yeah>. on? <laughs> so this one's in downtown Montreal. It's in the Latin district. Uh, it was actually perfectly fine. The hotel itself and the layout of the rooms. It was just significantly outdated you know we okay. had yellow walls red carpet old furniture oh. this one was a lot easier and it's really updating the plumbing and electrical one of the cool things that we do is we add smart water valves to, to monitor our water use in case oh, of a leak. Yes. same with electricity if you put cooking uh tools inside of an apartment well it's more dangerous so we actually have smart electrical panels that can detect if uh, if there's a fire and shut down the uh the equipment um but this unit here, so it is really just changing the floors, painting, lighting, and redoing the bathrooms, but then adding in the kitchen and doing a nice modern look and feel, something that's a lot more up to date. Um, and so this is a 25 suite uh, hotel, downtown Montreal, about 10,000 square feet. Oh, wow. So is that uh, kind of what you mean when you're talking about a smart hotel? Um... Yeah, everything's automated, everything from the check-in to check-out. Um, I guess they can download an app or they get a, a code to their room. Uh, we also use smart thermostats, so guests can set the climate before they enter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're working on stuff with our concierge where we'll actually be able to order stuff to the guest room while they're arriving. So, for example, there's a really great bar next door that sells uh, IPAs or different kinds of beer. If you're a guest that's arrived at our hotel, our concierge can actually sell that product and we can put it in the room for you before nice. you arrive. Wow, that's great. That is smart. <laughs> now, and Quebec is known for tourism as well. So this it's really the right market for that. They love new technology yeah. experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lived in Quebec for three, three years and people spend way more on experiences, restaurants, traveling. Yeah. They may rent an apartment, but they travel the world and stuff. While Ontarians like us and you guys, well, I'm not sure, Dave, maybe you're becoming a Quebecer now. <laughs> I, I definitely am. <laughs> yeah, you tend to travel and be more of a nomad. It's kind of a cultural thing. And a lot of Ontarians go to Quebec to hotels for that reason. And their restaurants, they're known for their services and all that. So it's great. Mm-hmm. It's like having a little Europe in our own backyard. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's tons to do here. And so th- that's one of the reasons why we really honed in on this market combined with the CITQ, uh, combined with the real estate value as well. I mean, we're buying at about $300, $350 per square foot. Wow, uh, way cheaper. <laughs> way cheaper. There's a massive runway for growth. So like we're right on point with value um, mm-hmm. and we're outside of multifamily, which in my opinion is just insanely yeah. on fire. I don't even want to touch overrated. it. Overrated. <laughs> it is overrated. Well, I mean, very- 
we've done a lot of multifamily. I mean, David, and I we multifamily yeah. before, and we still own a lot of multifamily. It was just around the valuations with the multifamily were starting to to get up so high. It was made, it was harder and harder to make sense of the deals. Yeah, the numbers aren't working anymore. So I think this this is such a a, a great way to to go. Um, but what kind of um, exit strategies do you have with like if you guys are having Addy invest? Uh, how do you guys? You refinance at refinance, some point. Do you refinance? Like, how does it work with? <laughs> So the, the beauty of having the, the kitchens in, one, in the rooms is each unit can operate as a hotel, but it can also operate as, as an apartment building. Mm. So you could have dual use or all switch over to all multifamily or yeah, whatever. So, so we could operate it as a hotel because we have the license. We can also operate as multifamily and we can also do a mix. Uh, so for instance, the, the building that Dave's in right now is uh, about a five minute walk from UQAM and about a 10 minute bus ride to McGill. It actually wow. is quite popular with students. We even have the option of being able to rent to students from September till May and, yeah. then, and then run it as a hotel from May to September to take advantage of the busy summer season. So all walk, the festivals, it's perfect. Exactly. Yeah. So when we talk about multiple exit strategies, we talk about how we can exit as a student rental. We can exit as a hotel. We can exit as multifamily. We can operate as all three models and we can exit as all three models. So the oh, same wow. fundamentals apply then. You want a city with a good location, good jobs. Something a bit different though, you do want entertainment. So lots of festivals and things. And Montreal is really well known for that. More of a nightlife or whatever. And business as well. Montreal has seen a lot of growth. Uh, even the Quebec economy has been outperforming all of Canada really during uh, the past few years. I'm not sure now with the pandemic, but unemployment was lower than all the rest of Canada, everything like that. So it's a great spot, really. Yeah. Montreal has very much become a, a high-tech hub. There's a lot of, of technology jobs in Montreal, both mm -hmm. in the gaming industry, but also with, uh, with a lot of other uh, like e-commerce industries as well. So again, so extended stay makes sense if you have people flying in from... Uh, Silicon Valley in the U.S. They want to stay yeah. two months because they're working on a project. Yeah. Uh, they want a kitchen. They don't want to eat out every single day. That's that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, they need something that feels like home. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to inspire too much confidence, but Quebec is definitely one of those hidden gems in the real estate world. You know, a lot of people overlook it overlook it because of the French language. That's a very yeah. quick hurdle to get over. And uh, if you look at the real estate values, I mean, it's crazy to, to overlook this province. It's such a great place to invest in. Especially Montreal downtown. It's very hard to not be able to be served in English. It's yeah, it's almost 50-50. Uh, it feels like Ottawa when I was a kid. So really. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, as Dave talked about when it comes to the real estate value, I mean, we're buying at $350 a square foot. Imagine buying in downtown Toronto at $350 a square foot. Yeah, I mean, I know it makes, yeah, it's so true. And then, uh, how does it work with the civil code? Because I know when you're buying real estate, usually residential, it's more complicated. Is yeah. it the same on for a commercial property? You have a notary instead of a lawyer, yeah. and mm -hmm. then there's a bit more to it, just like Europe, because of that civil code, or like California has the civil code as well. Mm -hmm. Um, it was yeah, that a bit of a it, hurdle or? Yeah, like, you know, when we bought our first hotel, I didn't even know what the notary was used for. 
and I was using terminology like closing on a property. I mean, it's not yeah. the same thing. You don't, you don't close on a property. You sign for the deed. You, you sign at the notary. And so that was part of the learning experience. Absolutely. It's a completely different legal system. Hmm. But not insurmountable. No, it's not that different, but it seems scary if you don't know what it is. So are you guys focusing kind of like on the Montreal market or are you guys kind of looking to do this in several different uh, markets? Other towns or cities? Yeah, we're we're looking at uh, several different markets. So we we have the three properties in Montreal currently, and then we have properties all ready to go in Quebec City that uh, the first one will be closing on within the next month. Another one uh, under contract in Quebec City as well. And, and yes, we definitely have desires to, to expand both nationally and potentially even internationally into places like Florida. And uh, hey, we haven't even looked at Costa Rica yet. But. Yeah, we were joking before coming yes. on air, but that would be amazing. I yeah. some nice land, some existing properties that need some love. Um, oh, no, I hear the hands, hamster turning in his head. <laughs> let it let it turn in his head created some competition for ourselves dave (laughs) maybe partnerships that's what i'm thinking more i can't do it all like something with a helipad and some some nice um tree houses something could be really cool there's definitely a lot of good hotel properties out there that have owner operators that are just ready to exit you know they've been running it for 20 years what made sense in the early 2000s does not necessarily make sense now. Yeah. A lot of things that we're finding is that these people, they simply, they just don't want to learn the new model and they may not yeah. even know how to finance it. They may not know how, they may not be comfortable with the burst strategy where you take equity out to improve the value of the property. And so those are really like the, the key kind of properties that we're looking for is that operator that just wants to exit and then we'll turn it into, we'll bring it up to date for them. So how do you guys find, like, that's one thing I was kind of wondering is how do you guys find a property like this? Like, obviously it's not going to be on MLS or anything like that. Like, are you guys uh, door knocking? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we were very lucky because like I said, we started looking in 2018 and by the time the pandemic started, we had some networks set up and, and this deal was actually brought to us. And okay. then Perfect. once we, once we closed on this one, you know, then our neighbor two doors up, which is another hotel uh, was a woman that you know, ready to retire in her late 60s. Um, so we bought that one. Uh, the, the, the word has just spread around the city that, you know, we're, we're in the market and, and we've had these deals brought to us. Now, we've actually turned away several because it needs to fit a very specific model. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've been very fortunate to have this opportunity where these deals are brought to us. So it sounds like they're a smaller, more boutique hotel. You're not going to buy a 50-story Hilton or something. Someday. and turn it around <laughs> maybe eventually yeah what what we're looking for is prime location first and foremost we're looking for things that are structurally sound but cosmetically dated uh boutique owner occupied uh somebody who is uh, like owner operated i mean somebody monpa operated who as dave said they're they might be getting older they're they might be getting tired i mean one of the things that you saw with the pandemic was when the revenue goes down, a lot of people's knee-jerk reaction is they let go of their staff, which means they have to do everything themselves. Yeah, now you have somebody that's working 24 hours a day and not making any money. Yeah. yeah. And so so we come in as as the ability to to take that over so that they have the ability to exit. 
Okay, so you guys are looking like for those dingy little hotels with the vibrating beds and the heart-shaped <laughs> Yes, heart-shaped Yes. I actually haven't I seen have one of those before. Not <laughs> quite. Not quite, no. This is a bad joke. <laughs> yeah, coin-op beds. I guess that was kind of a hot thing in, what, the 50s or 70s? I don't know, but I, I remember staying at one with my parents anyway, and I was like, let's put some quarters in it and try it out. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Maybe we'll set up a suite with one of those. <laughs> I'm going to be on Google after this. Yeah, we'll have to do like an A-B test and yeah, uh, do, do rooms with barbering beds and rooms without. See which one uh, folks put the higher numbers. Oh, wow, wow. Well. You never know. There might be a market for that still. <laughs> you never know. You never know. As the internet has proven, there is a market for just about anything. Pretty oh, much. It's shocking. Enough. So marketing wise, what are you guys doing to market these hotels? I know it's still under uh, construction or renovation, but what, what's your plan? I'd love to hear more. I've heard some interesting stories from others. I want to hear more about what you guys have planned. Yeah, so there, there's a lot in the pipeline. Right now, our, our priority is to stabilize the asset and get the conversion completed. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> once, once we have so many doors, uh, one of the cool things about being with Addy we have over 2000 people that own these hotels and, and you better believe when they come to Montreal, they're going to want to stay here. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so a cool concept that we're working on is a hotel brand where the guests can actually be the owners as well. And that might be a bit of a secret that we let out the bag a bit early, but that, that's something that we're working on behind the scenes where we buy hotels and powered by Addy, uh, the guests can actually own it and stay there as well and create a community of travelers and owners. Oh, what a great idea. And that's a big shift in mentality from generations. So people like that now that I kind of own the place. While yeah. other generations was more, oh, you rent and that's it. There's no no soul to it. And you're seeing that more and more now. Even cars, like we rent our cars now on Turo. Mm -hmm. Now there's mm -hmm. like a community around cars. I'm like, okay, I never expected that one. It's like, it's well, just a black car. <laughs> <laughs> it's a completely different world now and you know for young yeah. generations how do they buy a house in ontario when the multifamily market's insane how do you even afford to rent and so what a lot of these people want to do is travel the world and work but how will they ever own anything and this is really a great concept with addy where you know now they can own a project that's dropping on addy weekly but what if you're a digital nomad staying in montreal at this cool hotel well now you want to have some pride of ownership and you can actually own it so we do think there's a really unique opportunity to create a brand around this product and, and that value proposition where you have this extended stay hotel, you actually own it and you're part of this community as well. And you tell all your friends on Instagram and TikTok and then they That's come right. and they all, they all want to see the vibrating beds and the, That's right. <laughs> the or, brick walls. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or whatever cool things we're doing. Yeah. You know, they're on Instagram showing off their hotel that maybe they're taking better care of it. And they're not wasting the water. They're not stealing the towels. Yeah. It's their own hotel. Yeah. yeah, and they tell their friends, be nice with it. I own half a towel in there. So, <laughs> <laughs> and especially you spoke about high tech sectors. So, a lot of people tend to congregate and they want to be together. And mm -hmm. will there be like meeting space or co working spaces or something else that you're adding? Or Yeah, so we're actually acquiring a third building on our street. Uh, there's a small strip that we're on. And it has a large cafe and bar, and that's a space that we're looking at, at converting into 
kind of like a, a lobby cafe, 24 hour restaurant that nice. services the general public, but also hotel guests can go down there and work on their computers and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So oh, it, 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 this whole street right now, you know, we're looking at having upwards of 30,000 square feet of, of hotel suites and wow. then plus cafe and bars. So it, it could be a really exciting uh, piece of downtown Montreal. You'll hey, have to rename the street. Um... Yeah, I was going to say, you have to own the whole street. <laughs> well, one, thing, one thing we want to do is keep bees on the roof. I mean, I was formerly yeah. a beekeeper, and I love making honey. I love working with bees still. And, you know, people love bees, believe it or not. And soap, honey, they actually have bricks. beeswax. Have you What's guys that? seen those uh, bricks that you can put into walls, like yeah. exterior walls, and they have, like, it, it becomes yeah. a beehive. For, for solitary bees, yeah. Yeah. That's right, yeah. So Is that where the uh, name came from honey tree grow that's right honey tree yeah <laughs> i picture i picture the perfectly executed burr strategy as like growing a money tree and yeah. so that's that's a play on words for honey tree that oh, makes a cool. lot of sense uh, so you'll have to rename the street i'm not sure in french honey tree alb amiel we're on saint denis so maybe saint miel so very cool so guys do you have some tips and tricks for people thinking about maybe getting into the hotel space so tip number one from me is don't do what they're doing so you don't steal your market but anyway what how do you get started like if if somebody's interested they want to invest in yeah, the, the, the fastest and easiest way is just to call Mark and I. We've been working on this for four years. It's not easy to acquire a hotel, and no. it takes a lot of understanding. It's not multifamily. It's not an apartment building. It, you, your success is driven by reviews, and you need to know how to create a product that a guest wants and that's affordable and easy to maintain. So the easiest way to get in the market is just to go to honeytreegrow.ca and join up for our newsletter. Uh, we're going to be having our mutual fund trust launching in the next couple of weeks, cool. and we'll be looking to partner with accredited investors, eligible investors, and bringing on RSP and TSA. Uh, but if you're far more eager than that, yeah. <laughs> uh, you need to know which market you want to be in. Uh, you're going to need a great operator. Uh, there, there's a lot of stuff that you're going to need to know to get into hospitality. So that's to start doing your homework really early. Yeah, there really is. My parents owned a hotel when I was a kid, the traditional one, no vibrating beds, <laughs> but it was, it was a Best Western and 80 something rooms. But again, cool. it's a ton of work and it, for them, because they built it and everything, it took 10 years to be profitable, but you guys are doing it the smart way. You're buying it, fixing it up, refinancing it, and you're profitable quite quickly rather than that. 10 year span that you're paying those millions and that was in right. 1990 so they probably were paying like 17 interest <laughs> like yeah, putting it right. on a credit card yeah. but yeah anyway. <laughs> very yeah. Cool. yeah so honeytreegrow.ca uh, is that the best way for people to get a hold of you guys yep uh, also follow us on instagram at honeytreegrow uh, but if book a call with us as well at uh, honeytreegrow.ca, uh, sign up for our newsletter and also uh, book a call with us. We'd love to tell you about these deals. Uh, we are working with accredited investors and in bringing in more capital to acquire uh, properties in Quebec City specifically. Uh, we have some really great stuff going on and we're looking for some uh, strong partnerships with accredited investors. Very, cool. very exciting. And accredited investors from all provinces, because I know the amounts and numbers vary quite a bit, especially in Quebec. It's mm -hmm. a little bit lower, a little bit more accessible. 
usually to yep. be accredited compared to Ontario. Maybe you should explain quickly just for yeah, people who are listening who don't know what it, what it means. Sure. That's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in Ontario, an accredited investor is uh, an individual who own, who makes over $200,000 a year or a couple that combined makes over $300,000 a year. That's usually the easiest way that people qualify. You can also qualify through a combination of net worth or uh, pure financial assets. But as Francois indicated, uh, the the qualifications do vary across provinces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it Perfect. depends on average salaries. I think Alberta is higher and Quebec is lower because salaries tend for some reason to be lower. I guess they travel more and enjoy life more. <laughs> <laughs> they don't work in the oil fields, that's why. That's it. Yeah, they have time to enjoy the yeah. finer things. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for taking some time to share about your exciting projects. Thank that you. That sounds really good. Yeah. We'll have to check it out. Um, Thanks for having us. Yeah. Make sure you hit us up when you're coming out to Montreal next. We'd love to give you a tour and show uh, show you our work. Yes. Uh, we're sure you'll love it, especially as real estate investors. I'm sure you'll yes. love what we have going we on. We always love real estate. <laughs> Anywhere we go, unfortunately, even the kids now. They're tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So come on out anytime. I'd love to take you for a tour. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Well, thank everyone. you for having us. Cheers. Yep. Bye, guys. Thank you. Hey there, listeners. We hope you enjoyed this latest episode of the Wine and Real Estate Podcast. Yes, absolutely. You can find us on Instagram. Our handle is wine underscore and underscore real estate. So wine and real estate on Facebook, FL Homes Corp. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Yes, and please make sure to give us a rating, five stars, mm-hmm. or any comments. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we love suggestions as well. Cheers. Yeah, chin chin. Thank you.